0: Hello listeners, John Power here, host of the How To Hobby podcast, and I want to be the first to welcome you to Platform How To Hobby. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by our fearless co-hosting menace, Sean Bennett. And tonight we're going to bring you some amazing content all about the world of hiking. We're gonna continue our essential tools trilogy here. We don't know what the third third segment's gonna be yet, but whew, stay tuned for that one. But tonight it's all about hiking. We're gonna be talking you through our, our tools that we've been using uh, to hike and hike successfully. And some of the things we're really excited about bringing into this, this newest season Um, it's winter right now. So you have maybe some more local hikes you can do lower altitude, but I don't know about you, Sean around us. We are, we, we got snow everywhere in the mountains around us. Really? Yes. We, we don't have snow
1: here. It has been down into the thirties, but we haven't had any snow. I don't even think Julian really has anything else other than some snow on the side of the roads. I think we're, we're having a pretty mild winter so far down here
0: really okay yeah we just had a crazy storm and then this morning it was it was down into in the valley it was 33 this morning i was getting getting chilly um but yeah it's just unbelievable the the mountains all around it's got to be so beautiful i
1: love seeing snow-capped mountains in the distance, there's just something about the contrast of the brown and green of what you're used to, and then up to just this
0: almost like perfect white glow in the mountains. It's so cool yeah. to look at. No, I I was going, so we're, we work, uh, we have a third floor office building, and I'm on the third floor, and I saw, it was a clear day today, like really clear out the windows, and I went up to a couple people and just went, have you seen the mountain today? Hey, take a look they were like hey show john come on what are you doing i'm on a meeting i was like <laughs> <laughs> so and and a big big weekend as well we had the super bowl uh that was that was last weekend which is exciting um what any thoughts sean any any recap for the listeners what'd you guys end up doing so i i love both the the Chiefs and the Eagles.
1: So it's kind of hard for me to pick one. I was really rooting for the Eagles this year, really, just because honestly, just because I didn't really have a reason. Yeah. But I thought it was a fantastic game. I was sad to see them lose, you know, you know, kind of lose their their edge right at the end. Uh, coming into the second half, but I I thought it was a really good game, and it was still really fun to see, and honestly, as much as I wanted the Eagles to win, it is absolutely crazy to see how well Mahomes can perform, even with a completely jacked-up ankle. I mean, seeing the pain on his face when he ended up getting tackled and that person twisted his ankle and watching him like almost in tears come off the field to then, you know... The next quarter, he's running in a touchdown. Like it was absolutely crazy
0: what that man can push through. It's amazing what some uh, some shots will do you in the locker room. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he had what a, it was a 29 or 30 something minute halftime show instead of normally i think it's like 18 minutes or 14 minutes or something for them when they're in and out so he had like two half times where he could you know heal up it was impressive
0: yeah yeah it's pretty 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 amazing i i have to agree um i mean i thought first first and foremost that was probably the best game in the super bowl i've ever seen so that in itself was amazing uh and just to be able to watch such quality talent consistent over four quarters of football was was worth the price that we all paid to tune in, right? I don't, there's, the price is time, I guess. But it was an unbelievable <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> unbelievable game, unbelievable. Uh I will say the commercials kind of disappointed for me. I, I don't I know which. I
1: wholeheartedly you- agree. I thought they were yep, they were they were disappointing. Uh because I mean I like watching the football, but I also watch for the commercials and they, they didn't impress this year.
0: No, they didn't. And it was one of those things you really look forward to. It's they never hit at the same time. You either have great commercials and a terrible game, or you have a great game and terrible commercials. But for me it was fine. I'll take the the better game every time. And um yeah, I mean hopefully that quality of football it seems like the NFL is figuring it out after 50 plus years of what what are they at now? I don't even what Super Bowl was that? I forget, I don't even know what the so This was, was 57. Okay. So there was
1: 57 and then technically they didn't even call Super Bowl one, super Bowl one, but this was what they're calling 57. So they've definitely perfected. And I would agree an amazingly offensive game. Both teams were just killing it. Um, It was, it was impressive to just watch them just truck down the field in both directions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did not stop. And you definitely had some defensive step ups as well. So it was, it was really cool. Uh, another thing that's happening here, Sean, is I just recently, well, my favorite trip of the year is right around the corner. So I've been getting getting excited and I don't know if, well, I know I know we've talked about it. We talked about it last year. For all those listeners that that know know us from the the last year days then uh, maybe you'll remember. But this is the the time of the year when the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival comes to town. And March, first weekend of March every year, if you come out, listeners, I'll be there. Uh, Sean, I'm really excited. It is going to be. I bet you are. A weekend of fun and nervous. I'm also nervous because so far in the mountain bike this year has not been a good start. You've already had one
1: spill. You've had, uh, you know, trying to get back out there. A lot of flat tires. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, has your trick of lubing them up more often, has that been helping
0: keep air in your tires? Um. So, honestly, I think my back tire on the mountain bike is actually too has too many holes in it or something. Okay. Because it is still going down. The front one's good. I locked it in. Um. But the But the back one... No, it's, I I, I run tubeless listeners. That's when you don't have a tube inside the mountain bike and you have to put this goo in there to make sure it stays inflated and creates a barrier. Uh, But my back tire has been giving me some, giving me some flack. So uh, hopefully I can get that dialed in. I mean, it still holds air for a day. Um, The good thing about the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival is you can demo bikes, so you can actually go and rent the bike for the day, no cost. It's just, you know, you are you buy the ticket, and then you get to ride bikes. So it's pretty That's amazing.
1: Fantastic.
0: It's, That's fantastic. That's so cool. It's an amazing deal. Yeah, it, it really is. Because renting a mountain bike is not cheap. It's for like a full suspension, it'll be like 90 bucks a day. So yeah, I know it's a great opportunity to see some See some people, meet some people, and have a lot of fun on a on a two-wheeled vehicle trucking through the wilderness, which is – it gets me every time. So, uh, anything noteworthy going on in your life, Sean? You want to let the listeners know? Or are we, I heard you're doing some okay. nature hiking. The birdies came and told me.
1: <laughs> yep, the birdies. Uh, yeah, I've been – trying to get outside a little bit more and pay attention to what's around me and you know taking this trail guide class has been really cool in that it is really forcing me to realize how much i don't know about the surrounding area the the flora and fauna of what's in southern california and so you know, I went on a hike this weekend and I spent half the time uh, talking about, you know, all the laurel sumac and the wild cucumber that we have, and it was really fun to do. And then I went on a bird watching hike, solo hike this morning, brought my binoculars and looked at a bunch of birds, saw a white-headed sparrow and some hawks and crows and ravens. And that was really, really cool. Um So I've been pushing myself to to get outside and pay attention more um, as kind of a cure because I've been spending a lot of my time lately inside trying to learn new skills to prep me for more job hunts and stuff. And so uh, it's been kind of finding that balance. But yeah, uh, it's been a lot of fun to just grab the binoculars and go look at some birds. I
0: love it, man. You got those quality ones too. the the optics.
1: the vortex, yeah, the good, good vortex little vortex. Nation.
0: I bought them, uh,
1: you know, to go on that that trip up in Washington State, and they're going to be my hunting lenses. And so, the the cool part about it right now is birds are inherently kind of hard to see with binoculars; they're a lot harder to see than some of the bigger animals. So by practicing over and over again with getting a steady hand and actually being able to bring the binoculars to my eyes and see what I wanted to see as quick as I could focus quickly. Um, you know, know which way the dial needs to go, whether it's close or far, getting that practice time. And now is only going to make things easier when I do go on a hunting trip and I'm sitting there trying to find, you know, either a deer or a squirrel, whatever it might be on the trip this year, uh, So it'll, it just gives me that practice time so I can now like adjust like really quick. Oh, bird's going to fly away. Let me look at it and get, get up to it and on it and in focus before it flies away. I think that's really good practice.
0: No, that's awesome. I would love to, uh, at some point go on a little bird watching trip with you when I get my, well, I think I'll have to borrow a a pair or something cause I binoculars are not necessarily on my, my gear list right now, but, um, We can can get you a pair.
1: I've got, I've got a pair that you could use. Oh, perfect. Yes.
0: That's what I was hoping you'd say, Sean, you have everything. (laughs) Well, good job getting out there. And I hope the rest of your practice continues to, well, get you better and more consistent. I mean, I think it's a skill that's really cool and something I've never really dove into, but it's intriguing me because I know how much I enjoy just one being outside but then two yeah just observing is very therapeutic one of my favorite things right now being out here in the clear skies of arizona is just going out front of my own house in the evening and looking up at the sky uh it's Mm -hmm. just there's there's still light pollution but um it i think overall it seems clearer than San Diego. I'm not sure. It's hard to really say. I mean, I would do it there too, but I think the skybox is just more open here because it's just desert. So yeah, that's like one of my favorite favorite things to do right now. And I can, I can get behind the observation deck way of looking at things. Um, well, without further ado, Sean, let's dive into tonight's content. We're going to be talking about the hiking tools that we love But first, got to talk through the other things that we love, which is social media listeners. First and foremost, thank you for listening tonight. We want to say that from the bottom of our hearts. Sean and I really appreciate it. And if you wouldn't mind, leave us a five-star review and ring that bell wherever you're maybe digesting this content. I don't know what the feature set is, but whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, make sure to like the how to hobby boys and give us some feedback. We we'd really appreciate it and share if you feel so inclined. Now, let's talk through our favorite apparatus for sharing content, which is the howtohobbypodcast.com, which is our website, our domain that we put our blood sh- uh, blood, sweat and tears into. Sean does. He's he's really been killing it. That's where you can find a lot of good things about us. We, we're going to be putting up, we have a lot of goals for this year on the website. So going to be diving into that further and really engaging more, putting up, up content. The best way to get in touch with us directly is either through the website or at our Gmail account. And that's howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. You can get right into Sean's comms on his phone, and we always look forward to getting feedback about the show and or something that you like implementing in your own routines or a tool that you use. So feel free and you never know, maybe we'll even feature one of your stories or snippets on a future episode. We do have a Twitter and uh, Instagram at HowToHobbyPodcast and we, um, that's it actually. That we're, we're done. We're done with the social media and we can move on to our hit for the evening which is our hiking tools. So we hope you enjoy this action-packed episode and and without it without you guys, you know, this wouldn't even be a thing. So thank you again for listening. Tonight we're going to talk through our current favorites for hiking. We're going to talk about our current wants and we're going to walk through our all-time favorite pieces of tooling that have compelled us to our our crazy feats in the world of hiking so uh sean and i are just going to rattle through our current favorites right now Let, let's start from the ground up so
1: for me i think the most solid foundational tool that I've been using most lately has been one that actually goes on my feet. Uh I recently got <laughs> a new <laughs> a new the pair ground, of, up, the, listeners. The ground up up. <laughs> I recently got a new pair of boots, uh hiking boots. I had some old ones that had started falling apart and they were just they were uncomfortable. They were rubbing on my heels and I had to get rid of them. So I actually recently went to my local REI. Uh, and got myself a pair of Solomons, which is, if anyone is familiar with the hiking brand, Solomon is an incredibly popular, well-known brand. Um, I mean, it's they make running, trail running shoes, hiking shoes, regular walking shoes. I mean, they make every basically outdoor kind of shoe out there. Um, so I went with a Solid X Ultra 3 mid-ankle GTX hiking boots. I need some sort of ankle support because I roll my ankles all the time. And so I needed that stability, but I didn't need like a high ankle that was just going to make my foot really hot. So I went with, you know, that mid, so it still provides that support. Um, Honestly, these have been the single best pair of boots I've ever had. I've owned Vasques. I've owned a couple other no name brands, um, but these are the best. Uh, I mean, I wear them every weekend when i'm doing my hikes for the trail guide class i wear them at any time the grip on them is absolutely insane with how how where i feel like i shouldn't be able to walk up this slippery grass or this mud they just power right through it and you know keep me safe so uh yeah mm. i i have
0: never been more impressed with a pair of boots wow and let me ask you this sean because this, this is a this is actually a huge starting from the ground up i mean this is a huge place of debate on the ground. What you're putting on the feet, the the fresh tires. How long did it take you to get to your current pick? I mean, how many different pairs of boots have you gone through in in your, you know, current or 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 your rise to hiking where where you are now with your hobby?
1: I would say this is my fourth different brand. There were a couple's where I bought you know, a duplicate because I liked it at the current time and bought it, but this is my fourth different one. And I started down with the regular old new balance hiking shoes or hiking shoes, walking shoes. Um, you know, that was where it was just my normal everyday shoe. And so that's what I went out on the trail in and that's what I wore. That's what I did. The, uh, five day backpacking trip up in the Sierra. So it's just in a pair of, you know, new balance running shoes. Um, but then I started recognizing I needed that ankle support. So I went, I can't even remember the brands at this point. My right before the Solomons, they were a pair of vasks and they were really, really nice. They had the Gore-Tex, they were waterproof, but they were really heavy. And so by the time I was done yeah. doing three or four miles, my legs hurt. You know, I was tired. My feet were hot and sweaty. And I just wanted to get my boots off. Um, so I went with Solomon. Now, what I struggled with, and the reason I I chuckled and he said how many boots did you go through because it took me six pairs of boots trying on rei before i finally found yeah. the solomons because i have really really wide feet and so i was struggling and finding a shoe that provided me the strength and the stability i needed but also gave me a wide enough toe box i'll admit the solomons they're they could be wider but they're just wide enough they can always be wider um, <laughs> they can always be wider they're just <laughs> wide enough to work Um, There are some other brands that have a little bit wider toolboxes, but they're clunkier, they're a little bit heavier. Um, so but yeah I, it took me 6 pairs of boots and my number one recommendation and I laughed because the woman at REI that was helping me said you would not believe how many people make this mistake when you try on your hiking boots wear the socks that you're going to be wearing with those boots she goes a lot of people will come and try hiking boots and they're wearing regular ankle socks and then they take the and they fit perfectly and then they go home they put on their wool socks so their big you know mid calf, whatever their hiking socks are. And the shoes don't fit because you were wearing the wrong socks when you went to try it on. So she said, please, please, please bring the normal socks, whatever you're going to wear. I wear, I even wear two pairs of socks. I wear a liner and then a wool sock to help keep my feet from sweating. Cause my feet sweat a lot. So the liner helps pull it away. And then I have my wool sock that helps kind of give me that reduced friction. Um, because I have I have bone spurs on my heels, but I'm telling you, if you're going to try on boots, bring the socks that you're going to be wearing with those boots when you go to try them on. Please, sounds, please, please. Sounds please.
0: silly. Sounds very silly. Unless you're, uh, uh, well, I guess I'm lucky in that my the wool socks I wear are pretty much the same width as my ankle socks. So I I guess I'm kind of, uh a special case in that sense. I don't like wearing the big sock system. I've kind of at this point gone the the opposite end of the spectrum where once I've realized that you can get away with being so much more comfortable having a lower weight set up on the on the feet, man, it has changed my life as far as miles I can do in a day, how I feel at the end of the day. So yeah, I definitely think you're you're barking up the right tree here and it's important for everyone to i think go through the process of understanding what they like, you know, what they feel comfortable in. You brought up the safety, you know, we definitely want to feel safe out there, comfortable when we're walking up, you know, steep gradients and un un uh, sometimes you're not you're you're hiking something for the first time, so you you want to feel like you're able to get good traction and stay consistent with your Cause all it takes is a rolled ankle to ruin the party, and you could be out there not feeling great, like like P Mahomes did in that Super Bowl. Except <laughs> you're not you're not Patrick, so. <laughs> no, nope, you're not getting paid millions of dollars to show up and push through it. So you you no. don't want to
1: you don't want to have to. And and I I love these boots. It took me a long time to find them. I tried on a lot to get there. Um, they may not even be my final boot. I think I'm going to take some lessons learned from these and move on to the next boot. And that's why I really wanted to feature them here because I think it is an area where there's like two camps. You either find the exact shoe and then you never wear anything else but that shoe. And that's all you wear when you go hiking or whatever. And then there's people who are constantly improving it. I'm in that phase where I'm constantly improving and trying to find the next better tool that will help me. And this just happens to be the thing I'm really focusing on right now.
0: I think it's great, man. I, I think... We gotta pick things to focus on. So that's uh I, I think you're right up go you're going right up the right trail, my man. Keep going. Keep pushing forward. Wow, this is like getting <laughs> I'm I'm like dad it's, humor one oh one. Great. I love it. I love it. It's inspirational. Good. Good. Well, I'll dive into into some one of my favorite pieces here that I got going, listeners. And you know what? This is this is one I'm so happy to talk about because I have had this bag with me since I got out of school and started having money to be able to purchase hiking gear. And and it's a big deal. I mean, this hiking and backpacking in general is something that it takes time to get your gear list together. But if you do it right, if you listen to the how-to hobby boys and you ask those questions, and listen to our stuff, I think we can probably guide you most of the way there. But let me tell you, oh, that, then there's also the countless forms uh, online that you can also go to, but less fun than uh, listening to us, I'm sure. <laughs> so the, my first piece of gear that I really invested in was actually a Deuter backpack, uh, and it couldn't have been more perfect. And I loved it because when I was coming out of school, I had just gotten my job, but I still didn't have very much money or felt like I didn't. So I was still purchasing everything on sale. Like I would, I don't know for, for me, it's all about finding that deal. So I would go to the sketchiest website. I was not shopping at REI. I mean, maybe I would go in there and get some inspiration, but I wasn't buying. Um, so I think I got this uh, definitely on some sketchy backpacking website. But the good thing about, I've never been scammed by a backpacking website, Sean. Let me tell you, the outdoor world is a little bit more straight, straight away. Yeah, I'm not. Agreed. They they want you to feel good about your purchase and not get scammed. So um, I bought a couple things from China. That all came just fine. But always buy it on the credit card, listeners, and get that uh, purchase protection. Fraud alert. (laughs) Um, So I have the duter I call it Deuter because I really think it's funny, but I think it's actually pronounced Deuter. It's the ACT Light sixty-five plus ten. So that sixty-five plus ten—that's the amount of uh, ounces it can carry, I believe. Is uh, it's sorry, liters, liters, Le- I- liters. Wow, I just <laughs> misspoke on on my own podcast. Thank you, Sean, for being yeah.
1: here. It's what we're here. We're here to learn. We make mistakes. That's cool. so.
0: So 65 plus 10 is an unbelievable number because I have never had an issue getting any length of time into this bag. I have done three day, four day, five day, and had no problems. This bag is just perfect. I mean, it has it has it all. And me and my buddy, my buddy actually bought the same bag as me. Uh, unbeknownst like we showed up and we both had the same bag i think we probably got the same sale um but we have two different colors and man i've had this thing for now this is going to be going on my uh sixth season with this bag and it's it's just it's a tank it really it does the job unbelievable it's light enough and i just the amount of of pockets and it's not you know it's not the osprey it's not the you know your name you go on rei and they do have deuter in rei but I've, i don't know if i've ever seen this bag um they do it I'll, I'll link it in the show notes below they do have it at rei now uh but i don't know if i've ever seen it in the in the shop but i think the thing that just really i get jazzed about this bag is the fact that everything has its place so the at the bottom there's like at the very, uh, where your hips are, that's where your sleeping bag. And I can get my sleeping bag and sleeping pad in there with a little, um, lantern, but a little pop-up lantern for, for light. Um, and then as you make your way up, you can get your clothes in the back and then your food, of course, your food bag in the back with, um, a top portion that has a lot of your ditties. So that's like your stuff that you need to get quick. Um, And a great suspension system. It has mesh liner on the back as well if you want to – and a lot of strapping points too. So that's been the other key is like I can attach a a tent or um, a a hammock in a number of different places on the bag. And I think that just gives it that flexibility. And you know, some days you wake up, you're like, I don't want my tent that high. I want it lower today. Oh, I want – no, today I'm going to put it all the way on the top. And, you know, there's just flexibility there. So, listeners, you don't have to get this bag, but the bag is very important. I hit this one on the head. It was on sale, like half off, if not more. And I I have not been happier with this purchase. I mean, gosh, it makes me happy. And with a name like Duder, can you really go wrong? (laughs) You can't. You absolutely can't. I actually hadn't ever heard
1: of this brand. I have a... a osprey 75 liter so uh, i the the same size as you but i I think i paid significantly more for mine um
0: because it's osprey and they charge a lot for their products oh it's Um, it's a premium i I forgot to mention so that was the other so the 65 plus 10 it's naturally 65 Mm -hmm. but there's 10 extra liters that fold up at the very top so it's like one of those mesh portions Mm -hmm. not mesh it's like a hard. polyurethane layer that's like it can be very compact or you can slide it up over your gear and that has been my favorite so again it's like it keeps the weight down if you're doing a a, a lesser there's less fabric to the overall construction of the bag but if you need it it's right there at the top
1: that's, that's really great. cool that's really cool mine does not have that option It's just the straight seventy-five. It is kind of stretchy, so you can, you know, stretch out a little bit, but I do like that feature. I think that the most important part of any backpack is get one that fits you well and then look at the the features. Like I'll admit, looking just quickly looking at this one, the shoulder straps look a lot better on this one than on my Osprey, which is kind of a sucky part, is the shoulder straps are a little rough uh sometimes they're not padded very well on the model that i got i wish i had paid attention to that before i spent all the money on it but yours (laughs) definitely look a little bit better so i might have to go look at a a duder see if i can find a good one
0: gotta go duder man once you go duder (laughs) you do not go back let me tell you find it on sale though and i'm they have sales like last last year's model uh that's what i think i'm pretty sure that's what i found and i don't i don't get it i i guess it's just new colors because that's the (laughs) thing listeners I've, Sean and I have been around the block when it comes to hiking and backpacking gear and things that we're looking at. And let me tell you, the only thing that changes, it's not the features. It's just the colors. So for instance, Sean, I'm wearing this on the, the listeners won't see this, but this is a Patagonia air hoodie, uh, air, air pullover. It's one of their, um, little fleece, fleece sweaters. Mm-hmm. And I got this. This is like an ugly brown vomit color. I got this thing like at least 30 or 40% off for Patagonia. That does not happen. But you know what? Whatever. And you know what? I actually get compliments on it, which is the funniest thing. And I really like it. Like I didn't mind wearing like a puke brown, but you know, it definitely wasn't selling. It wasn't a hot. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the general market didn't want it, but you wanted it. And then, I wanted it. I wanted yeah. it to look really weird. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that That sounds, that sounds like so like you, John. If this looks that's, weird, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to get it on sale. I'm going to make everyone wish that they had one.
0: That's, well, you know, it, you just got to uh, rock it with confidence, which is there what we go. do here at the, at camp, how, how to hobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, so, yeah i think um i mean that's that pretty much sums it up for my my current favorite um yeah i mean anything else you got you got in the gear list that you're you're really th- just thrilled about these days yeah i'm actually
1: <clears throat> there's something that is semi-budget too uh that has <gasps> really been i know it's a costco buy oh you know how budget costco can be uh it's actually a really, really, my opinion, a really good buy. Something that I've actually bought years ago, didn't really use, just throw in the back of my closet, but I've been using a lot more often, uh, is actually just a pair of trekking poles. Um, I never oh. really thought I needed one. I was like, Ugh, I don't need it. I'll be fine. I bought a pair on sale at Costco. I think it was like 20-something bucks. They're the... They say they're carbon fiber. I think they're just plastic, (laughs) but they're plenty (laughs) strong. You know, they're plenty strong. They're not, they're um, not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. And I mean, I'm a big, big, big boy over here and, uh, they seem to do great for me. Okay. So, uh, they, they go tall. I'm six two and they go longer than I need comfortably. So they're plenty long enough. Um, And I really like him I've been using it more often. I usually just stick with one right now so that I can have one hand free in case I slip or fall, or I need to hold a water bottle or whatever, but I've just been using it to help me on some gravel, some mud, um, going uphill and downhill. Just provides me that confidence. Um, the coolest part, and this is actually why they recommend trail guides keep trekking poles is they're super useful if you want to point at something. If you're trying to lead a bunch yeah. of people, and you're like, "Hey, check out this plant over on the right," and you're just pointing at a field of plants, they're <laughs> gonna have no idea what you're looking at, because they're they have no idea what what you're trying to tell them. And I say, "Oh, take my trekking pole, point it to the right. Now I have you know four and a half feet that I can show to somebody. And say, yeah, look at this wild cucumber that's sitting off to the side of the trail. Let me tell you about that.
0: So let's it's a take a bite.
1: Let's take it. It's a fantastic <laughs> tool." Not only, and you don't even have to be a trail guide. You could just be walking with friends or walking with a partner and show, hey, check that out. What's that? It even allows you sometimes to, if you see a, a track, like an animal track in the dirt, you can circle it so you can kind of focus in on it and show it to other people. You know, I've seen people use it to clear sticks or, or anything maybe out of the way. Maybe you live somewhere that has more ticks than we do here and you're trying to push some brush to the side. Boom, trekking pole. It's super lightweight. Uh, again, I'm pretty sure it's, i'm pretty sure it's plastic it it's probably
0: maybe a little bit stiffer than that hey, but um, nothing wrong with that how much do you think you you spent on these because these i've looked into trekking poles they can be expensive i, I mean, think like...
1: it was on sale about 20 to 25 bucks oh, yeah man i mean it's absolutely crazy nothing. i just saw them they're currently full price 34.99 i think i got them for 10 dollars off i think they're about 25 bucks Um, But I mean, that's a great investment because they last forever. It comes with four different end attachments. I just have I have one of the smaller ones on there just to help with some of the rocks and stuff. But it's so nice to be able to walk and have the confidence. And what I've also noticed not only has looking for birds really helped with this, but the trekking pole. Gives me the confidence to not feel like i have to stare at the ground because i'm afraid i'm going to trip at something it gives me more freedom mm. and flexibility to look up look at the plants look at the uh. birds try and see animals talk to people i don't feel like i have to just sit there staring at the ground so i don't break an ankle uh mm. it kind of gives me that gives me the the confidence to enjoy what's around me a little bit more so i i recommend i'm going to keep them in my car because it helps me use them. They're super lightweight, so it's not affecting my fuel economy or anything. And, uh, you know, just throw two trekking poles in the trunk. And, you know, if you're just like, oh, I'm feeling like going on a little bit of an off-road hot, uh, walk today. Boom. I've got trekking poles. I have the confidence.
0: Wow. No, I like that. I like that last angle. I've never really thought, because I know I've been teaching my kids how to hike. And, you know, one of the big things I've been just throw, laying down for them has been the you got to watch where you're walking. You know, if you're mm-hmm. not watching where you're walking, what, where your eyes are going, you're going to fall and hurt yourself. And so it's important to, to watch. So I never, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting way of looking at it. It gives you a little bit more freedom to look up and, and not stop. And cause I mean, most of the time, if I'm looking, I'm, I'm stopping or I'm in a place where I kind of am familiar with the trail, but, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a really good way of looking at it. Thanks for all the new insights. I I don't hike with trekking poles currently, but it's not something I'm opposed to doing. I just haven't really spent the time uh, or or the money to like. That's really what it is. the The money to to get some for myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. There there's another another couple things I probably need to acquire. For safety-wise, before I dive into that, I, I don't mind hiking without them at the moment. I but I think I will transition as I continue to get older and want to enjoy the trail. I think it is a worthwhile. You start maybe not being as strong in the legs and back. It it can be a, a saver. So it can because
1: when your back's starting to hurt, your legs are getting tired being able to just set that pole in front of you and kind of lean against it a little bit and give your yourself a break, especially when you got a heavy backpack on, you know, you're just starting the trip. And so you still have all the food in your back. Oh, you know, you haven't, yeah. when it, you're at your absolute heaviest is, you know, into day one. Um, I think that it's, it's really nice to have
0: some poles to provide you stability. I agree. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's something I'll look into, Sean. I hope the listeners are are listening intently. Maybe they're even trekking. I. It's funny to me that there's always like the people that use trekking poles and the people that don't. They usually are pretty serious about it. So yep, agreed. I'm kind of in between. I don't. I mean, I I don't have them yet. I'm not really opposed, but I'm also not running out to get them. Uh, so just kind of in the middle. Let me tell you about my <laughs> another one of my favorites, Sean. This one here. Is something that I, that I, it's probably next to the duder, the dude is what I call them. I got my, my big Angus light two person tent. I got this later on. This was like a season or two after I'd acquired the backpack because I didn't, um, actually this is, this is uh, it's a little story time. I didn't commit to a sleeping system wholeheartedly until I got the two person tent. Uh, but uh, initially, when I started, I was hammock camping. Huh. So I was actually hiking with a hammock, and I would take the time to set up. I had a Eno uh, double nester, and I would take the time to set up and rig up the lines and uh, get my rain fly out. And I, I did that for, for a while, uh, I think the first two seasons. And then I realized, I think... There was a time where, um, during one of those trips, where my buddy and I just shared a two-person tent. Like he, we both split up carrying portions of it, and and then we ended up just staying in the the tent together. And something about having the shelter, like the physical shelter, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm I'm committing to the tent. And I went out and I got the, I spent uh, more cheddar on this one i i I was a buy once cry once on the big angus uh because this thing is i'm pretty sure this thing is can range anywhere from like 500 to 800 so this is this is not a uh budget tent listeners this is like premium colorado engineering at its finest out of big angus and ultralight i mean the, the the fabrics are alone. It's like unbelievable. I mean, the thing weighs like two pounds and it's a two-person tent. Good so Lord. it's high-grade uh, aerospace technology in tent form. I mean, I, I couldn't help myself. Two doors. Um, and again, the two-person, so if it's just me hiking or, or camping myself, I've got a whole other area for my my gear in the tent. And again, so this is just something about having your own space when you don't uh i mean hiking and backpacking can be very uh it feels like you're exposed so having something to kind of retire at the end of the day and feel a little bit safer uh mentally just kind of like retire and maybe throw some earplugs in has been has been great so i definitely i went the tent this is what i'll have for again i'll take care of it i've already had it this is season number four with this tent coming into it. So, uh, had no issues. I take care of it. It doesn't fabrics are just, they're very lightweight and very, um, you have to be careful with certain parts of it. Like the rain fly, um, or sorry, not the rain fly, the, uh, the vestibule itself. Cause it's like a see-through mesh mm. that, um, make up the canopy of the tent. And then the floor is a harder, uh, polyurethane, uh, or not polyurethane, like a, polyester material i don't know i'm probably messing all this up listeners but you know what it is um it's a great tent and it will do well for backpacking or bikepacking which is another thing i'm interested in getting more serious into so yeah any what what is your thought on the tent versus hammock debate sean i'm i much prefer
1: a tent as well i know physically the security isn't there but i really like having everything kind of together all in one spot um you know being able to kind of give yourself an inside while you're in the outside there's there's something psychological about it too where you have your own space you know you've got your your you know for me the tent is always i try and keep it as clean as i can no shoes in there you keep oh, yeah. everything out you know you create that barrier almost right. between outside and inside and it gives you that that separation and lets you feel comfortable and and uh i've never slept in a hammock i know that they can be kind of cold so i'm curious <laughs> do you do you find that the the
0: tent provides any more warmth feeling than um, sleeping
1: in a hammock or is i it, actually went
0: same? Winter, winter camping with my hammock. Like winter, it was down in the thirties at night in Yosemite. That was with the backpacking trips. One of the backpacking trips I did with the hammock, I was fine. Um, The key is, so if it gets too cold, and I'm talking probably like twenties, twenty between twenty and thirty, you're probably gonna want to get the the additional. uh, I think they call it an under hammock or it's it's the thing that insulates the air from your back mm-hmm. because so when i first started using it i didn't i just went bare back in the sleeping bag on the hammock but as your back pushes down on the insulation of your um sleeping bag you lose your thermal barrier right there yep so you have to have at least a sleeping pad in between so that's what i did um i had a sleeping pad Pad that I put in there, but that's the other problem with the hammock in my mind is that you have to get in position. It's very difficult to get in and very difficult to get out without disrupting your system. Yeah, and and so it can be very comfortable when you finally get it all right, and very uncomfortable when it's something's not really working out. And then the, the V effect, which is what your legs are like, always above. Yep. Like your your but and back, so you're kind of in this V motion. It's 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 interesting. I mean, it, it's not the worst. You can do it. Um, I was fine for thirties. And believe it or not, the snow insulation on the ground. We slept. I slept over snow one time, which was pretty sweet. I actually set up above the snow. That's cool. And that was uh, actually extreme. That was my warmest night because huh. the the ground it kind of created a thermal barrier Mm -hmm. and where we were, we were kind of down in this Valley where the wind wasn't shooting through. So a quilt, I think they call it an under quilt is what you have to get. If you want to do winter, winter hammock camping. So just another thing. I mean, that's the problem is it's just another thing. And by the time you (laughs) add it all up, it's It's a lot. It's, it ends up being just as as, you know, that's three pounds, four pounds. So Yeah buy once cry once ultralight two. big angus i'll link it in the show notes uh i wonder what the weight is i'm 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 uh i'm curious now
1: yeah you'll have to link it because i i
0: have a i also
1: have a big agnes but i have not an ultralight it's just a light uh it's a three person light three person um but yeah. it's it's not ultra light. It's still pretty heavy, but uh,
0: it would work. It just, you know, I'd have to sacrifice some other stuff. Two pounds three ounces, listeners. It's, wow. it is and the engineering again, I, I I just can't say enough about all the little touches they they put into this. I mean, it's it really makes you feel good. and the uh, and the vestibule that you can set up you can kind of create that barrier where you can still cover your the rain fly comes over where the doors are and you can put your backpack and your shoes there and still have them covered from the elements so that's another huge huge win um anyway highly recommend yeah any any other things that you're you're really digging these days sean no, uh, I think those, the, the
1: boots and the tracking poles, I'm really focusing on my feet and ankles a lot is where a lot of my gear is centered around right now because they're they're kind of the weakest parts of me right now. So I'm kind of trying to support and give them the the safety that they need. Um, you know, I've been using a lot of some of the apps out there, Strava and AllTrails. So, you know, honorable shout out to them. They're <laughs> current, fa- current favorites of mine. But yeah, I'm... Really focusing on the the boots and the poles, and the hilarious part, <clears throat> moving into something that I really really want right now, but I haven't found the right one and I haven't spent the money on it yet, is actually the complete opposite part of my body. It's my head. Oh, I, you know, I've, I've got the feet covered. Now what I'm struggling with is I have a huge forehead. I'll admit it. My hairline is receding. It's happening. I'm losing my hair. It's going to (laughs) happen. All right. It's just part of life. But the downside of that is that I get sunburned really, really easily from not wearing any sort of hat. And right now I just wear a regular old baseball cap, but that leaves my ears and my neck completely exposed too. And so what I'm really on the hunt for right now is a good stylish sun hat i know they make so many of them out there i just need to find one that looks that i feel looks good on me they probably are totally fine i just you know that kind of vainness is kind of carrying through i have one that makes me look like a a, i'll say it a dork uh so looking for one that's a nice stylish sun hat that protects the ears protects the neck protects the the forehead and you know keeps that sun off because i focus i'm really good at keeping the sun off the rest of my body i've got you know, the good pants, the good UV shirt and everything, but I'm not super good with my head. And so I, that's, that is, that is the top of my list of current wants when looking at
0: tooling that I'm really focusing on in life right now. Huh? Well, Sean, hear me, hear me out. Uh, I'm just curious. Have you, have you ever considered a sun hoodie? No, I haven't actually. So this is, this has like been my uh, gear piece of the year when it comes to sun protection. Uh, I I acquired one of these last year after hearing unbelievable things. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the in the description. It is the men's Echo Outdoor Research sun hoodie, and I just can't say enough about this piece of gear i mean it's it's one of those things that now now that i have it and now that i understand it i i will not go another direction i mean huh. i wear this i wear this thing so this is part of my i call it my sun readiness kit for okay. phoenix sun and you know it's i mean it's serious oh, yeah. so if i'm gonna ride my bike i gotta have decent protection no questions asked. So this is part of the kit. I have this and I have a hat. But the beautiful thing about this um hoodie is is extremely lightweight and it's a base layer. The thing about the the way that they've kind of built it and constructed it is it it retains heat well, but it also keeps you cool. So you can be out there and I've I've had it on in hundreds, you know, 110, 112 and I'm still able to maintain a good circulation of airflow and heat, um, and sweat. So crazy! It's it's really great technology. It's got like a 50 F SPF. And when I'm hiking now, all I do is just you just pop the hood, and then it has the hand hand holes as well, so huh. you can keep the the sun off your hands too if it's a really bad day. So this is um, I'm I'm a huge fan of Outdoor Research. Like it's they're probably... They have a lifetime warranty on all their gear. Highly recommend, Sean. If Maybe give it a try. Uh, this piece right now. Sometimes they go on sale. Uh, that's what I would recommend. But they, they've they got some new colors in here. I might have to... I might have to get myself a, a new hoodie. A new hoodie yeah, for the I, new year.
1: I haven't heard of these. Um, this would probably completely solve my need for a stylish hat. Because I could just wear my normal ball cap. But also pull the hood up and protect that's, it that's 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 genius because it's the I, best part I, yeah i never would have thought about it because to me any hoodie is always too bulky and hot and i never would have thought of wearing that but this makes sense where you get the sun protection but you still get the airflow and the the wicking uh yeah okay all right you basically see see this is why we tell each other our current wants because you just completely solved my problem by not even having to buy
0: what I thought I needed. There's something even <laughs> better out there for it. So that's that's perfect. And you're going to look even cooler. I mean, people, oh, yeah. people literally, they, because you don't know. You don't know until you hear about it from somebody. I heard through a bike packing vlog or some type of video, and the guy was like, oh, this is like the piece of, the beauty again of this piece is you can wear this day in, day out. It's got like an active uh, scent destruction technology. I don't know what they I think they call it something. Um let's see, air vent. Active, fresh, long lasting and durable freshness. So again, they're putting, you know, technology, man. It's just getting crazy out there. This we gotta we gotta keep it coming. So hopefully I solved it. Let me know. If you do get one, I I wanna know. I it's been my bread and butter. I love it. Okay. Okay. I'll have to look into it. So something on my list as well, Sean, is I'm looking to get myself a new – uh, not a, not a new. I don't know why I'm saying new. Of course, it's going to be new. It's technology. It's – as I'm getting older, I have two kids. I want to maintain – I have some things I want to do more consistently by myself. Mm-hmm. And if you're by yourself, you got to be more careful. So the best way that I think I'm going to handle this is get one of those GPS systems that's like a tracker so that I can send, um, either like little messages or like little pings to my wife via an email or something just saying like, Hey, I'm fine. You know, made it to camp for the, for the night. And then if you ever have an issue as well, you can, you can make the call, um, so some of the ones that are out there, I mean, Garmin is huge. Uh, there's one called the Garmin inReach. And the thing that I struggle with with the Garmin is it's like $300 for the system. Mm-hmm. And then you still have to activate the the plan. And yep. I I guess you can turn it on and off. Like that's what my buddies say is you can turn it on and off. So it's like, you know, when you're going to go on a trip, you just activate it for a month or whatever. But it's still a process that I'm like, I don't really want to deal with contacting them every time I want to take a trip and paying $300. It's not like that's in my mind. If it, I guess this is my value oriented self coming out. If I'm paying $300 for a piece of tech, why doesn't it just work? Yep. (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree. I've always, really, the only
1: reason I haven't gotten the Garment Inreach Mini in the past has been because I knew it's 300 to $350, depending on the model. And then you have however much the subscription service is to be able to access your satellites on your yeah. trip. And it's just like, it, it starts to become a barrier to entry. I mean, it's you're looking at like four to $500 to have the system. And yes, I mean, the technology is amazing and the features it has are amazing, but is it worth
0: that much money? Are there better options out there? Well, and let me tell you, so I, I have been digging into this. I think there are a few, but the problem is they're all going to have that you have to activate the the system. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, so I don't know if we'll ever get over that. And I get it. Like they need to make money. They can't just, but I, there was a time when hardware just did everything. And now it seems like, it, it doesn't anymore. So one of the brands that I have considered, Sean, is Spot. Uh, that's another one. And then there is the, uh, let's see here, the ACR Bivy Stick, which is one I've seen at um, at REI. And it's it doesn't have any of the. I think you have to use your phone to be able to do actual texting or whatever. Like that's a big part of it. Um, but you know i mean it's consistent it's like cheaper it's about i think it's usually around 250 uh to to i i don't know i mean it's all going to be in the same same area of cost but hopefully we can find one that <laughs> sounds like you've been looking too
1: <laughs> yep yeah i have i've been looking at rei they've had some sales that have come through some of the the stores that i have you know um membership subscriptions they send me newsletters and things you know when they have sales and stuff like that and i've seen some come through but it's still just such a such an expensive piece of equipment i mean if if you're doing a lot of solo stuff i think that it is so crucial to have something like this um i mean like it's even been in the news a lot more since that actor i can't remember julian julian something he disappeared up in san bernardino out in the, the hills up there. Um that he's been gone for a month and they still been able to find him. Um wow. When you know, was, she, what? Yeah. Know so a, a Julian Assange or something. Um yeah, he just put, decided to go on a hike and then hasn't been seen since. Hmm. So it's it's a concept of how important it is to have this on you and attach So even if you do follow it won't come off. Um to be able to to signal for help or also just be able to let people know you're okay. I've seen this a lot with hunters too. The Garmin inReach Mini specifically has gotten really, really big in the hunting scene in the last about five years because a lot of people will do solo hunting trips and you're gone for days at a time and you're carrying you know, a gun with you and you're going off typically in places you're intentionally going to where there's a lot of wildlife and a lot of animals and bears and moose and stuff like that. So uh, it's become really big with them to be able to s- send a quick message. I know the Garmin InReach Mini, you can live like programmable. I you know made it to camp or uh, made it to wherever you're doing. I'm halfway there, whatever it is. You can send live updates, uh, and then it has the ability to ping for help if something happens, and you have the the thing. I mean, it's it's crazy to not have this kind of tech it just sucks that it's so expensive but it's it's so it's crucial
0: but it's expensive so it's yeah it's just a cash I think 22 maybe you know? maybe they know that and yeah so I'll, i it's something i need to do because of the again the safety aspect and i agree everything you said so i we'll keep you posted listeners if this is something we finally pulled the trigger on this this year it'd be interesting to find out um all right sean let's cut to the chase the listeners want to know, what is your all-time piece, all-time favorite piece of of hiking, to, the tool that's just been tried and true in your backpack? I'm actually wearing them right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish you guys could have
0: seen that. I know. For,
1: uh, for me, uh, I'm actually wearing them. So, I bought my all-time favorite piece of gear over the last year really has been uh, i bought two pair of cool kuhl cool deceptor men's pants they're outdoor pants that are they have a very stretchy material which is super key for me because i have gigantic thighs and so it's helpful oh, to yeah. have some stretch in there oh um, yeah but they're they're both warm and cool at the same time they have a million pockets They're they have cool. the rip stop so if you do get a tear it it won't continue ripping it stops it there um, you know, they're incredibly comfortable They're They're a nice neutral gray. So they, f- they blend in pretty well with most, uh, plants and stuff that I've been around. I, I wore them for like five days up in Washington. Uh, they stay surprisingly clean, even though I didn't shower for five days while I was up there. So, uh, they, they kept rocking and, and rolling and they're so comfortable I wore them today just because all my jeans were dirty and I needed a pair of pants and I was like yeah I'll throw them on I've been wearing them around the house I went on up that hike this morning like it's they're fantastic so yeah I strongly strongly recommend I think I got them they were about 50 to 60 bucks a pair um, they were on sale they're usually about 80 to 85 um, but REI they were doing the Memorial Day sale last year and so that's when I went and got them um yeah they are they are a life changer for me in terms of getting feeling like i have pants now that i can go outside and not feel constricted in because generally i hiked in shorts because i hate wearing pants these are the first pair of pants i've ever had that i actually enjoy wearing
0: wow and is Kate what does Kate let you uh exit the house with them with? They with are her? they are stylish. They're okay. they're they look like regular pants. Now I did say I wore
1: them to work uh when I first got them to try and break them in. That probably wasn't the best choice. They're a little not quite professional, but they do look like just regular outdoor pants. Um I think they do make a version that has the zip-off knee. I opted not to go for that one because it's more expensive, but uh, I I love them. They I got them at REI again. The cool K U H L cool, cool Deceptor men's pants. Cool. I know you can get them at like Five Eleven Tactical and other stores, but um, REI, super, Convoy. It's re- re- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Super reputable brand. Uh, cool is I think one of the most popular pants, outdoor pants brands, really on the market that I've been able to see. They make a lot of gear for the military too. Um, so yeah,
0: cool. I, I love them. Wonderful. Are you a pants short guy? Do you ever, have you ever tried the shorts in the outdoors? I, you're talking like the zip
1: shorts. No, just straight shorts. Oh, I love shorts. I normally, I wear shorts all day long, every day, all year round. If I can, uh, I love shorts. One, it gets to show off my really cool tattoo. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. Two, you know, I really like, uh, freeing i hate being constricted that's one of the reasons i hate jeans they're so tight and constricting that they they just get on my nerves but these pants are all it almost feels like i'm wearing sweatpants but ah. they have they're so much more rugged to be able to you know get down on my knees not worry about scratching them all that kinds of stuff
0: dude well i'm glad you found your all-time favorite piece of gear it's 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 great and I hope that uh, I also wear pants, but I've been dabbling into the the shorts game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've i been packing most recently a pair of pants because you always need them at night because the mountains, no matter what, even if it says it's going to be 40, you're like, oh, that's not too bad. I can just keep the, you, it. 40, 40 in the mountains is not 40 here in the city. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, it is a different beast and it gets me every time. So you got to have those pants. Got it. And the leggings got to have the got to have those leggings um listeners let me just walk you through my my favorite here my current fave it is going to be going back to the ground where we started the ultra lone peak 5 trail shoe is what i've been rocking since last year i have put some miles on these i've done my longest day i did uh an 18 mile day in these shoes Wow. With a full pack. Uh, that was on the Timberline Trail last year. Oh, sorry. No, not last year. The year before last. Holy moly. Uh, and yeah, great shoe. Whole, it's It's been, it's lightweight. I have fully transitioned. I'm not doing boots anymore. <laughs> I am trail running shoe all the way. Unless it's winter. Unless hmm. I know I have to be in snow, I will transition to a mid waterproof boot. Of some type, but game changer. As soon as I dove into, I mean, one, trails are just so well-groomed these days that there's no reason not to at least try to lose some weight on the feet. And I feel like a million bucks when I wake up and put these shoes on. They're shoes, and I love them. That's my all-time favorite. Hopefully, listeners, uh, something in this list or this conversation tonight really piqued your interest in the world of hiking the tools that we use maybe you've got some inspiration we hope if anything you're inspired to go out and take on the wilderness because it is it's right around the corner i mean we're in winter now we've got a lot of winter experiences you can take on snowboarding skiing uh maybe some winter hiking but man spring is spring is about to sprung i can the, you say that sean i don't i i think you can i think you can because it's
1: it's true it's gonna be right around the corner it's gonna pop up before we know it and especially if you live in in southern california all of the rains that we've been having this year is going to be
0: one of the most beautiful springs we've had in a long time Woo, i can't wait so you already know listeners ring that bell give us a five-star review if you enjoyed what we talked about tonight we hope you found some value out of this segment And, again, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening tonight. (laughs) This has been the How To Hobby Boys. And you know where to catch us next time. At the How To Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard. And if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.